Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, your space to find empowerment and wisdom on your journey. We talk about it all, sacred women's wisdom, empowered entrepreneurship, and everything you never learned about your body in one inspiring space. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. Let's dive in. Welcome back, beautiful friends, to the Goddess Ceremony podcast. I'm so honored to bring on a very special guest today, and this is a subject I have not touched upon very much on the podcast, so I thought, why not bring in the expert, one of my favorite people to follow online, none other than the incredible Nadine Lee. So if you're not familiar with Nadine Lee, she's the founder of Tantric Alchemy. She birthed Tantric Alchemy from her passion to raise consciousness around the planet. She specifically helps women awaken to their divine feminine and come into union with their divine masculine as they return home to themselves. She's a teacher of the feminine tantric arts, a feminine embodiment coach and a nutritionist, and she really believes in expanding the mind, body and soul of her clients. She is one of my, as I said, favorite people to follow online. And I like that she's always pushing the edge of what we think is normal around sacred sexuality, tantra, embodiment, menstruation, you name it. In our discussion today, we talked about so much. We talked about what tantra actually is, and it's probably a little bit different than you believe to be true. We talk about polarity between the masculine and feminine and how to keep that zest alive in relationships. We talked about the shadow side of sexuality. And finally, we touched on how connecting to our erotic center connects us to who we actually are. So she offered some great wisdom and guidance around what it could mean if we're feeling like we've lost that zest for life, or we feel like we're dry and have no desire to connect in a sexual nature. She shares some beautiful tips. I know you're going to love this interview. Before we dive in, we did have a bit of a time zone difference. We were literally on opposite ends of the world, so the audio may glitch just a little bit. So I appreciate your understanding. It's so good, so enjoy. So welcome, Nadine. I'm so excited you're here. We were just talking uh, before the recording that I followed you for such a long time, so I feel like I know you (laughs) because I've seen so much of your teachings and wisdom over the years. And I I think you're really, at least when I think of Tantra or the divine masculine, divine feminine, I think of you as the authority online in the way you show up. You've Mm. also shared a lot about your story about trying to fit into the corporate world and feeling really numb through that experience and having this big awakening. So I'm so curious, how did you go from that version of yourself to a woman that has built this global brand and really lives her truth. So tell me how this happened. Yeah, I mean, like, well, I feel as though this was always my path, like from the start. (laughs) And then, um, like most of us, the societal expectations and conditionings, the schooling system, the education system came in and kind of took me on a detour. And so I tried that on, you know, did the did the thing I thought was expected of me and would that would make me an upholding citizen, <laughs> you know, contributing to the economy in these ways. And <laughs> it was all just a delusion really. And um, I'm just grateful. I, I realized sooner rather than later, you know, so I did the thing, like I went through this schooling system, university worked in corporate, um, the corporate world in the advertising and uh, marketing for 
uh, fashion magazines actually mm-hmm. for only three years actually out of university three years max I worked in that world and then I realized um, what I originally the path I was originally on <laughs> from the start I couldn't deny it anymore and you know some people go their whole life or maybe like they have this realization in their 50s and it's like oh I've been living a lie and I'm just super grateful that I had the courage to get out sooner rather than later, you know, in my early twenties. And so that's when I, um, yeah, went back to my original interest, which was, you know, it started out as interest in nutrition and yoga. And so that's where I kind of started. I always knew I wanted to be working in like health and wellness. And I was like obsessed with going into, you know, like health food stores and just (laughs) anything to do with like wellness, you know? So I kind of started with that as my gateway into this realm for my own personal healing, really at the start, you know, it was like healing, um, body image issues, anorexia and bulimia that I was going through at the time and depression. So all of this stuff was manifesting because I wasn't living in alignment Mm -hmm. with my truth. And so I started to heal myself through nutrition and yoga and meditation. And then I kept like going deeper and it was quite rapid, this fast tracked kind of like healing journey. Um, it wasn't long after I kind of started that path that I got introduced to sacred sexuality and tantra and realized a lot of like what I was experiencing these depression anxiety eating disorders was rooting back to the root cause of sexual trauma and Mm -hmm. so I went and and unveiled the layers around that and so you know my journey like everyone every healer's journey is just like healing myself and looking at my my unique path and what's happened to me and um learning how to alchemize that kind of pain and and trauma into my gifts you know to share with the world to help others alchemize that like pain and trauma and so now I really just specialize with women and working with reconnecting women back to their sacred sexuality and um their menstrual cycle the wisdom of their womb and intuition self-pleasure and just yeah really understanding what it means to be a woman in this day and age and the full full spectrum of that you know nothing Mm. denied Mm. embracing it all Mm. like a short kind of question answer to like a really (laughs) long thing I could go an hour talking about my journey but right yeah I I love what you just said, where you said nothing denied, like coming home to all layers of ourselves. And you talk a lot about the erotic nature and kind of the roots of what we are. So we're going to come back to that in a minute, but so beautifully said everything uh, you just shared. And you started to talk about Tantra. And I think in the Western world, we all have really interesting views of what that means. And I feel like no one really knows <laughs> what yeah. that word actually means. So can you share what Tantra actually means and what it looks like to practice something like Tantra? Yeah, well, for me, from my understanding of it, um, just with living in Tantric ashrams in India, learning these practices and um modalities in that realm like what I really came to was tantra is just you 
living in full harmony, you know, in harmony within yourself, with your inner masculine feminine polarities, within yourself and nature, with your relationship to the universe and like to the divine Mm. and the animal. Like, so it's integrating all aspects of our being and um, living the life that is in alignment with that really. So, you know, there's practices that, um, you know, a lot of like, meditation practices that help you like find that truth within and then there's like you know more of the dynamic sexual practices that help purify maybe you're at in your journey of like clearing out the sacral chakra you know stuff around your sexuality so it's not like denying the sexuality and it's not just um yeah one aspect of of the spectrum it's like the full spectrum so it's working through all seven chakras and all aspects of our consciousness in order to feel um, a, a sense of harmony within and ultimately liberation. You know, so if your if your lifetime is just devoted to maybe the root chakra, like healing the root chakra, that's your tantra. You know, if if mm-hmm. yours is like sexual and it's more like healing sexual wounds, like that's your expression of tantra, like that's your evolution, you know? So there's no right or wrong definition of tantra. It's like whatever it feels to you, where you're at in your journey, what your unique expression is, it's living that and being that. And it's not, it's not dogmatic and like, Oh, it's, Oh, that's, you know, that's not the right definition according to the Tantra Bible. It's like, you know, it's like, it's you living and showing up in your fullest expression and you can't really define that in a way. So it is kind of like elusive because you can't really write it in a sentence. I mean, you know, the word Tantra itself means like to expand, like expansion and um, weaving of consciousness. So Mm -hmm. that in itself is like, what does that really mean? Expanding consciousness, you know? So for someone, it could be living a humble life is expanding their consciousness. For someone, it might be like living like a rock star that's expanding their consciousness, you know, like Mm -hmm. everyone has their own path to walk. So um, it's really about pointing you back to finding your own truth. And a lot of what we see is the sexual practices, you know, in um, the West, because I think a lot of us are actually still healing and still addressing a lot of the sexual shadows that mm-hmm. are collective as a collective you know there's a um a lot of still shame that's going on around our bodies and sexuality and things like menstruation and so a lot of the practices that we see are really focused on that in the west like the mm-hmm. practices of um tantric love making um how to as a woman like circulate your energy and how to, you know, like, um, work with your menstruation in a conscious way. And then for men, it's like, usually the teachings are for men about how to sublimate their energy. So instead of, um, ejaculating when they orgasm, actually using that energy and circulating it through the body. So this is what most, yeah, most of the Western world sees as the teachings now. And, um, yeah, it's like, you know, you can, it, it ranges from, yeah, from like red Tantra, like the sexual practices to full white Tantra, you know, like ultimate, the ultimate Tantra is literally, you're not even, you're in, you're in full Samadhi, you're in meditation and you're in inner union, like true union. But like, let's be honest, like hardly anyone is there. <laughs> and right. a lot of people are pretending to be there <laughs> without and actually bypassing their human 
sexual shadow. It's why we see a lot of like priests and gurus that are, mm. you know, abusing their sexual energy, like raping students and like, you know, because they're in that delusional, like delusional upper realm, like spiritual state, but they're actually completely bypassing their sexual shadows. So this is the danger in a lot of the spiritual stuff is like it completely bypasses sexuality. And um, I think a lot of the feminine based tantra and a lot of women who teach it are really going deep into the feminine, which is the body and sexuality and emotions to integrate, you know, these consciousness practices as well as like balancing it out even on the mm. global like conscious level mm. so yeah you just connected so many interesting dots for me because that, I've never heard Tantra described that way and yet it resonates so much and it does make sense why in the yoga world or yeah and even modern religion we do see such a shadow around sexuality we see this predatory nature and it seems ironic but the way you described it it does make sense they're bypassing part of the journey and that it creates mm -hmm. that that perfect murky dark side of it yeah yeah and i love that tantra like some of the best things in the world can't really be described right it seems like the most magical things lack words to really describe the power of it yeah yeah it's like the word enlightenment like for someone that could feel like just walking through nature and just feeling like connected to everything or someone else you could feel enlightenment when you're having sex or like you know giving birth you know like mm. everyone has their own expression of these things and i think we need to move away from dogmas and like this kind of like wrong and right, like that's kind of the old age. It's like the new age mm. that's coming in is like everyone's finding their own truth. And yeah, we can draw upon practices and ancient traditions, but let's like get rid of this whole attachment to like how it should be, you know, mm. because that's like binding in itself. It's just like a, it's just like another religion, you know? So yes. um, yeah, I just suggest that it's like, what does Tantra feel like to you when you feel in union? Like when you feel in harmony, like that's tantra for you. Whatever gets you to that state, like if it's breath work, if it's like yoga, if it's like that's your tantra when you feel fully aligned and fully expressed. Mm, I love this. What is your tantra? Mm. <laughs> Do you think a lot of this rigidity and this dogma, like you said, it comes from like an inner wounded masculine that a lot of us carry? Yeah, well, I think, it's, it's definitely got something to do with, um, you know, there's like a fine line is like honoring tradition and like wisdom that, you know, legitimately gets passed on from people. But like, I think um, when you apply like that kind of intellectual realm, you know, of science and maths where it's like there are theories and they're very set and rigid, you can't really apply that to like, um, things like love <laughs> and like truth, you know, because they, are, they come from within you. And I think a lot of um, people are really struggling with um, finding and believing their own truth because it's like, and that's what blocks a lot of people from standing and speaking truth. Cause there's always like someone that's going to be like, Oh, where did you get your evidence from? And it's like, well, some people actually can actually, all of us have 
embodied wisdom deep within us that just wants to be let out and mm. you don't even need a backup or a reference point you know like it's like this just comes through you can feel it like you look at an artist on stage like singing it's like you don't have to question where did they study music where did they do this? <laughs> it's like you're just appreciating like pure expression and like yeah. you know I think um that's why art is so beautiful because it doesn't need like it that it, it's that energy coming through that is just pure life force that doesn't need to feel like it needs a bibliography mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. yeah yeah I totally agree so I guess in Tantra, a common theme is the polarity between the masculine and feminine. So how would you describe what these two energies are and how do they mingle even on a personal level within each of us, no matter what terms we use to describe who we are? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, when, when we look at masculine and feminine energies, a lot of the time, um, you know, it's being identified with a man you know, male body with a penis and a woman body with a, a yoni vagina. It's like, it's not really about, um, it's not being identified with male or female. It's more just like masculine qualities or feminine qualities, which, you know, when you look at it like that, it's like a masculine qualities, the main ones could be, you know, things like um, discipline, um, direction, um, like focus, determination you know structure Mm -hmm. presence like these things and like if you look at it like that like women have those qualities as well and then uh, feminine qualities you know more like intuition creativity um like that fluidity and yeah like the not it's more like a cyclical energy as opposed to like linear Mm -hmm. and so you know female bodied beings have that as well as males so we both we all have access to both of these qualities and the goal in life is really just to feel like a harmonious balance between those two because you know then we're living in accordance to nature like you know you look at nature like the seasons it's not summer all year long like I mean in some places it is but like mostly there's some sort of season and it's like um being able to look at nature and like that's what we we have within us all of us have these seasons and different energies and archetypes that we have access to and we need to be able to explore them all so we feel we're in harmony like Mm -hmm. our like like nature is in harmony it just Mm -hmm. it just works you know and it's like us with our bodies and our energies so yeah it's just about balancing those and noticing you know if you're a bit out of balance maybe one needs to come the other way and for most of us like the masculine has been the most dominant energy so um even for women you know and now it's like Mm -hmm. about balancing our feminine within the planet and so we can come into balance together within ourselves and then how we relate to each other yes our world is in such desperate need of that isn't it it's like please come home to the feminine yeah yeah. yeah. So I've seen you and your partner talk about polarity in relationships and honoring that that difference in the feminine and masculine. And you talk about it in really being like the path to balance in a relationship and keeping it alive and passionate 
Can you share more about how you two honor that polarity? I'm so interested to hear. Yeah, so when it comes to being in a relationship, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a woman, he's a man, but, you know, I also have a masculine energy and he has a feminine energy. But for me, it feels like if I'm in a relationship with a man, I feel um, I prefer to relate from my feminine you know, and him to be relating from his masculine. And so, you know, to maintain that polarity, like the polarity of those two energies being quite um, distinct, like feminine energy and masculine energy as the main way we relate keeps the polarity. So if we're both relating from our feminine or both relating from our masculine, then it's going to start to like, you know, we can be friends. It'd be like two bros or two sisters and, but there won't be like (laughs) any like sexual charge, you know, or, um, yeah, that magnetism towards each other in that difference between a friend and a relate Mm -hmm. in a intimate partner, you know? So we maintain that really in different ways. Like, um, one of them is, you know, maintaining that he has time with his brothers. I have time with my sisters, like quite frequently. So we're not just always together, you know, and time um, solo as well. So even though we live together, we have, um, you know, a couple of nights a week where we'll sleep in separate beds just to keep like, like a refresher, you know, because again, sleeping in the same bed every night can dissolve that charge because you know when you're always together and sleeping in that subconscious state asleep so you know we do that and um and yeah just maintaining like a healthy balance really between togetherness and apartness because if we have too much togetherness then it will dissolve and then too much apartness then we're like not really connecting so it's like finding again a balance in those two because that apartness you could see like the spaciousness you could see is more like masculine. It's like the space and like the vastness and in the together connection is more feminine. Like mm. the feminine, you know, deeply wants that connectedness and then the masculine wants that freedom. So mm. it's like even th- that, like finding that balance in relationship is, is always a challenge, but you know, it's, yeah. it seems to be um, getting better and better as time goes on. But yeah. So yeah, maintaining the polarity is everything. And, you know, in my younger years, like in relationships, when I was just a bit more um, lacking kind of self-love, like I thought any time apart would be, oh, they don't love me anymore. They want mm-hmm. they want to be away from me, that they're abandoning me. But now it's like, no, I see the value and the power and potency of that, you know, that mm-hmm. space apart. And then coming back and having that really quality depth together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really important. yes yes yeah I used to operate out of a wounded abandonment wound in in previous relationships and it's funny how like quickly that destroys the polarity like that that codependency energy really dissolves that passion in that union yeah it's like it's a big one and I think yeah just it comes from that and also that ability to as a woman like hold space for yourself you know hold that um healthy container for yourself like yeah so if your man like leaves you're not like oh you don't know what to do with yourself it's like mm-hmm. well no I have my own life I have my own like purpose as well and I have 
friends and I can like my mask, my inner mask can come in and be like, okay, let's, let's go and take action and go take you out here or go call a friend, you know? So if you don't have that kind of um, awareness as a woman, then it can, you can go into those spirals of like a damsel in distress, you know, like, Oh, save me. Like, you know, the, the mask, the external masculine. <laughs> totally. Yeah, you're like describing my my whole early twenties. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, that's exactly the same for me. That's why I can speak about it. Yeah, what I was like all twenties. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like you can just see now. It's like like those men were just really teaching us probably to love ourselves more by yes. taking it. Yeah, it's like no, come back to your center, like. Yeah. 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 Great lessons. Great teachers in disguise, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Kind of on the same subject, you talk a lot about sacred sexuality online. And at one point you'd made the correlation that how we show up in our erotic nature is how we show up in the world in general. How, yeah. Tell me more about this. So does that mean the more connected we are to our sensuality, the more connected we are to life? Yeah. Like I feel, um, yeah. Cause like that sexual energy and just like sex, it's like what we're born from, you know, it's like that tr- our true essence really like what we come through is this primal raw, like just like expression, you know? So, um, if we forget that connection, then, um, and lose touch with that connection, then we're kind of losing touch with our true nature as we go along in life. And so it kind of shows it, it manifests. Like I think when we're intimate with another or lovemaking, like if we're feeling like closed and contracted and kind of can't make sound or really, um, yeah, just, it's not pleasurable. It's just kind of like, it feels just like blah, then that usually indicates there's something going on on like a deeper psychological level like there's this kind of blah like attitude towards life and um this kind of lack of passion you know and mm-hmm. connection to your to your to that primal nature to our true nature so um a lot of when people come and say you know uh, like clients and students of mine like feeling numb or disconnected and just don't even enjoy sex I'm like usually that's just a manifestation of just a deeper issue, like feeling disconnected from their, their essence and they're living out of alignment, you know, with that true essence. So Mm -hmm. once you kind of tap back into that, that like that life starts to kind of pulse through you again, and then you feel more like zest and, and it just opens you up in sexuality. Like when you're connecting with yourself sexually and, or with a partner. So, um, yeah. And you know, our erotic energy and that sexual energy is just like so deep. It's like, there's so many layers that it takes you into your subconscious mind and our desires, our fantasies, our fetishes, like what we, what we prefer, like our preferences, our needs, you know, all these things like show us like parts of us that, well, like, that are really just like unfiltered. And a lot of us have shut down these parts of ourselves. And so when we can like start to like look at those again and like peel off the layers, we get to really feel more of who we truly are. And um, it's this kind of like raw primal, like blank mm. slate. And 
it's it's just like a never ending spiral, you know, that can keep going deeper and deeper because we know ourselves, but like there's, I mean, we know ourselves to a certain level, but like there are so many parts of us that we don't even know exist, you know? So sexuality, I feel just unlocks those doors because it is accessing the deeper unconscious that mm. accesses like death and birth, you know, like the same chemicals are released when a woman's giving birth and when you're dying. So it's like, and when you're orgasming, so it's like this portal into your unconscious that just is never ending. Like in for me, like I've done a lot of journeying over the years into my sexual nature. And even now, like I'm still, there's still more like that I'm un- uncovering and I didn't even know that was there. It's like, mm-hmm. we just, we have so much potential that we don't even know exists and we're mm-hmm. still unveiling it. So sexuality unlocks a lot of that. I truly feel that. Yeah. And that's where it gets more complex too in our modern world where we've convoluted the meaning of sex and intimacy and we've brought out a lot of that shadow side of it to where there is all the shame. So when someone say talks to you and says they struggle a lot with dryness, no libido, they don't want their partner to touch them, where should they really start in terms of igniting that connection again or coming back to their erotic nature? Yeah. So um, essentially it really comes down to self-exploration, you know, so going on a journey either usually with a guide to help you unlock like what that resistance is in the first place. And usually it stems back to childhood trauma or just like limiting beliefs, you know, from childhood that that really often you need a guide to help unlock Mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, and exploring sexuality for yourself first and foremost, because most of us, you know, most people, their education around sexuality is porn or, um, I don't know, their friends showed them something like, and then they kind of got stuck in that loop of, um, or like a, a pattern, you know, of mm-hmm. self-pleasuring. Maybe it was just a certain way they did it. They saw someone else, heard someone else doing it like that. And they never really like explored that for themselves. So a lot of my work is like around that. It's like re-initiating yourself into your sexuality. So exploring different types of self-pleasure, what pleasure means like beyond just sex and orgasm in that term of like a genital orgasm. Mm. Um, and then like how, and, um, and yeah, like different techniques and practices of self-pleasure. So this is something that I think every woman, like we needed to do this when we were, you know, 13, 14, mm-hmm. but we didn't have that. Most, most places didn't have that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I even went to an all girls school and we didn't have anything around sacred sexuality at school. It was just like about how to prevent getting pregnant, you know? So, um, So yeah, a lot of my work is that is like teaching women, like basically the initiation of womanhood, like through the menstrual cycle, through self-pleasure, the things that we needed to do when we were teenagers. And then when you feel connected to yourself and your own sexuality, it's a lot more empowering when you connect with someone else and you're coming from a whole place, not like, Hey, can you just, you know, pleasure me, like you, you know, you're giving away your power to someone else, like to 
give you something that you have access to within you, you know, mm-hmm. it's just more. And then it comes, then when it's like that, it's you sharing energy. It's not like, give me energy, give me an orgasm. You know, it's more like, let's share this orgasmic energy together. Mm-hmm. Do you find it can be helpful for people that especially struggle to orgasm to develop a good personal pleasure practice first and then weave that in with their partner? Yeah, for sure. Like there's, there's got to be some like self exploration, you know, if you're struggling with that, because yeah, it's super deep. And sometimes you need to do that journey with yourself and then share with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, you know, like if you're in a partnership and there's like that deep trust and love, then that can be a really beautiful way to heal together and, um, ex- yeah, and explore and, um, yeah, feel like you trust this person, you know, mm-hmm. to help you unlock these parts of yourself, like exploring different techniques, different like massage or different, you know, archetypes together like all different ways you can explore together Mm. like I wouldn't suggest someone just doing that with like a random at a workshop it's like you really need that if you're experiencing like trauma you need to feel safe and usually it's yeah with a partner (laughs) that you're in in love with because if you're exploring these things with someone you're not in love with it can re-traumatize you you know Mm. so a lot of like things like yoni massage with just like a healer that you just go you just met it's like that could re-traumatize you, you know? Um, so I like to suggest like women explore on their own first with things like the jade egg or pleasure ones and be guided through that or be guided together as a couple, you know, because mm. the foundation is safety and mm-hmm. <laughs> having, and that's uh, the foundation to open. <laughs> right. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I've often thought that, that for us, especially in the feminine, we crave that, that safety, that loving container from the masculine. And I've wondered how that works when you go in for something like a yoni massage or something that's supposed to help heal trauma, but how does it heal trauma when that safety is not necessarily there? Yeah. And I can speak from experience with that, you know, like I explored with the only massage therapist and to be honest, it re-traumatized me (laughs) because it was just like, yeah, you know, didn't even know this person. And that person actually ended up crossing boundaries, you know, in the session. It's like, this is common, you know, a lot of these, this happens a lot in these, like these circles, so you got to be super discerning of who you're going to like let touch your body in that intimate way and have to have some sort of foundation of trust mm. first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I learned from experience making a mistake. So I can tell people that now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And it's, it brings us back full circle again. There's there, they obviously have not healed and resolved their sacral chakra or their sexual nature which is bringing out this unhealthy shadow side again. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's it. It's like a lot of um, when you've had like sexual abuse, like or rape or these things, like um, especially you either can go into like a victim 
if you had if you don't resolve it you end up a victim of life and just always the victim in many situations or you become the perpetrator so you actually repeat what happened to you so a lot of people that a lot of these men that were doing this like i realized you know when i learned about their story they most of them have been raped and so it's like they they're kind of now in some weird way like violating women mm. <laughs> and this is just passing on the trauma so um and you know women can do that as well like it's not just men but it's more male practitioners that i just don't agree with men mm-hmm. massaging a woman's yoni like well you know it's it just seems yeah and you just there's so many of them that have been exposed as like rapists now it's just like no mm-hmm. like i feel yeah. you need to do that work alone or with a partner I'm really glad you said that. I think a lot of us, including myself, needed that reminder of safety is the most important thing. And for healing to happen, you have to have that container. So in terms of people taking the first step on their healing journey, do you have one or two tools that you believe really provide the most epic starting points for big transformations? Yeah, I mean when it comes to sexuality and for women, like the, the, the two tools that I suggest and that have really helped me were the menstrual cup. So connecting to my blood, menstrual blood, like learning how to really embrace that each month by like seeing it, feeling it, smelling it, you know, um, and offering it to the earth in this ritualistic way, honoring way of the blood and that essence of our feminine. And um, then the jade egg, which has been also a huge part of my journey and ally with learning how to um, release trauma in a safe healing way, like with myself, just with a tool, you know, not having to have anyone touch me and also learning like the practices around that of um, the tantric kind of practices around that of circulating my sexual energy. So learning how to feel sexual energy in my body without having to have to have sex with anyone just feeling it like and circulating it and channeling it into creativity so that has been a huge tool for yeah like healing trauma and awakening creativity so simultaneously Mm -hmm. those two with the jade egg so those two have been like really powerful and i teach you know a lot around those two practices in a lot of my workshops and um, programs. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Those are two of my favorites too. So <laughs> yeah. we're on the same wavelength. And is there any other final piece of wisdom or something you intuitively feel needs to be shared in the space for someone that's listening and is feeling like they're wanting to tap more into their erotic nature or tap more into their sovereign self. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just to really be honest with where you're at in your journey and really like accepting and compassionate of where you're at and not thinking like it has to look like anyone else, you know, anyone else's expression of their sexuality. So for some person, it could be like, yeah, like really erotic, like raunchy, like, expression like that your sexual liberation can look a whole different way you know so there's no right or wrong or template that you know it's like everything like beauty femininity all these things there's no like this is the template it's like really just finding and coming back to your center again and again and 
yeah, just being discerning who you um, kind of allow as your guide on that journey, you know, like having some, yeah, just feeling like some resonance with that person or um, trust, building that first before going down a path with someone as your guide. Mm. That was such a great reminder. It doesn't have to look like anyone else's and we can stop comparing ourselves to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of that is like, yeah, we see, you know, like a lot of um, when women teaching sexuality, you know, even myself, it's like, you know, I share a lot of like photos where I'm like half naked basically. And like, super erotic and that's my expression and I really don't want like people to think like they have to do that to feel erotically empowered or anything Mm -hmm. that's my way of expressing and your way can look different so not to compare you know to other women especially yeah amazing I'm so grateful we've been able to have this conversation together and I so appreciate you coming onto the podcast. So where can everyone connect with you, learn from you, all the things? Yeah. um, So there's Instagram. I share a lot of free content and inspiration there. So that's um, tantric.alchemy is my handle. And then I have my website, tantricalchemy.net and that has all my online courses and group mentorship programs and online store so yeah they're the two best places amazing thank you so much nadine it was so good to finally get to meet you in person Yeah. yeah you're welcome thanks for having me thank you for joining us beautiful friend Please share the love with a five-star review, text the episode to a friend, and connect with me on Instagram at Goddess Ceremony. Until next time.